Welcome to Liberated the Podcast, embodied education for the ones who came to change it all. I'm your host, Leslie Medley, embodiment coach, breathwork facilitator, worldwide speaker and teacher, the creator of She Wanders, all around human AF, and new mama. This podcast exists for you to have tangible tools, implementable wisdom, and integration techniques to get you into action around your healing and awakening journey. It's one thing to know what to do, and it's a whole nother to do it, live it, be it, become it. This podcast is for the free spirits, the ones who are crazy enough to do it differently than it's ever been done before who know that they are here to break generational curses and live a liberated life. This one's for you. This one's for me. This one's for us. It's time to liberate. So before we get into the actual lesson, I do want to take a few moments to talk about the solar plexus chakra the Manapurna chakra, right in your belly area. And tomorrow, in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to be sharing a very activating practice where you're gonna have an opportunity to tap into your fire, to tap into this area. And that's ultimately what this chakra represents. It's the fire element and it's really your power. And in today's lesson, we're going to go into your relationship with your own power. We're going to talk about all of it. Oftentimes, the solar plexus chakra is associated with confidence. And when you are experiencing a balanced solar plexus, you're not compensating. Now, there's a big distinction here. You're not compensating. You're not forcing You're innately, naturally coming from a place of high self-esteem, genuine confidence. You're fiery, you're powerful, you're lit up by life. You're experiencing passion and pleasure and power and prosperity and all of the things that what I believe really make a woman in her fullness and wholeness. When this center is imbalanced, you're going to experience insecurity. You're going to experience low self-esteem. There's going to be doubts that creep in. And as I mentioned, compensation. So there might be this like false confidence, like, no, I'm good. But underneath it is actually a lot of wounding imbalance in this area. When the solar plexus chakra, the Manapurna chakra is balanced, you will experience an ability to stay put. Now, I don't mean staying in unhealthy or toxic situations, but I really see an imbalance in the collective where as soon as someone experiences discomfort, as soon as they go to take that uncomfortable action or things externally aren't going exactly as they desire, they run. They stop, they give up, they numb, they distract, and they no longer stay steady and stable. When you're Manapurna, when the solar plexus is balanced, you have an unshakable steadiness. When I studied at the base of the Himalayas in India with my guru for months and months and months, he always told me that your staying power 
is your deserving power. And so many people are wanting to create their dream life or manifest abundance, yet they do not have the ability to stay, to have an unshakable certainty despite what is happening externally. So as soon as you increase your staying power, you will increase your deserving power, your deserving power to the universe, to God. It's not about being better, like you deserve more, but you create an internal environment that is able to hold and that creates the external reality that you're desiring. So in today's lesson, I'm going to touch on everything that I just mentioned. And then in one of the upcoming episodes, we're going to go into the body and we're going to go into the experience where you will have an opportunity to tap into your fire, to tap into your power, to tap into your passion. So for today's lesson, I do have a couple notes. And if you're listening to the podcast episode, I really encourage you to go to the show notes and download and opt into Liberated the Podcast Launch Summit because you will be able to receive a PDF that will guide you through a lot of the questions that I'm going to be asking in this episode. It will perfectly pair with this episode. So make sure you go to the show notes. It's a free download. Drop your name, your email, and you will have access to this PDF to really support you in taking what we're going to be talking about here to the next level, to take it deeper and wider, okay, and into the court and on the court of your life. When you are experiencing a balanced solar plexus, the Manapurna chakra, there's this level of empowerment. But once again, it's not this false, like I'm empowered, power, I'm an empowered woman. It's this genuine, authentic sense of empowerment lit up by life. And today's lesson, we're going to talk about the intersection between passion and your purpose. And I'm going to be bringing in a few other elements and we're probably going to go in a direction that your mind isn't quite ready for, or you might already be kind of projecting like where we're going to be headed with this content. And I guarantee I'm going to be bringing a few things to the table that you haven't thought about in a really long time, or you haven't thought about ever, which is my favorite thing to do. So let's go. Let me know if you're ready to roll, buckle up, Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's roll. So I want to start by reading a couple quotes. And the first quote I'm going to read is one of my favorites. And it is passion isn't about money or careers. It's about finding your authentic self, the one that you've buried beneath other people's needs, beliefs, opinions, and expectations. That is ultimately liberation. It's who you are underneath the labels. It's who you are before you were told who you needed to be, before you had to survive, before you had to adapt and figure it out. Who you are at your most naked, purest core. I have really seen in a whole new light what this means when we say that ever since I've had my daughter. I've literally first-handedly got to see this being 
be born into our world, entering this dimension for the first time. And up close and personally, I mean, I, I got, I am so blessed. I got to witness my nieces and nephews grow up, but it's so much different when you're a mother. And I get to see up close and personally who she is and babies in general, who they are, who we all were and are when we entered this world. At the core, we're powerful, we're innocent, we're joyful, we're generous, we're prosperous, we're passionate, we're curious. All the qualities that as adults, we spend so much of our time ultimately returning to or attempting to achieve or accomplish are ultimately the qualities we are born into this world with. So that is the journey of liberation, is remembering, is returning, is reclaiming this essence that isn't outside of you, it's within you. The healing process is actually uncovering peeling back layers, taking away baggage, dropping it off, letting it go, and really uncovering underneath the rubble who you really are. So today we're gonna be talking about five and how this is gonna go is there's actually gonna be five mini lessons within one big lesson. So we might be kind of jumping all over the place, but I promise at the end, it's all going to come together in a really powerful way. So there's going to be five mini lessons because I'm covering so much in one lesson, you're really only going to get a tidbit. And this is going to be a very interactive experience where I'm going to be teaching and then asking teaching and then you get to get into your life on the court and really bring in your real life experience teaching asking questions teaching okay look at your life and we're going to flow in that way and then you will have access to the pdf where all the questions are going to be presented to you and you'll be able to go even deeper on your own time so first and foremost we're going to start at the top and if you have a blank sheet of paper this is the perfect time to take some notes and you can either wait until I get to each point, or if you want to, on the left side of your page, you're going to write P, P, P. You're going to basically do P and a space, P and a space, P and a space, the letter P, for five times. We're going to go into five words that I believe truly make up a woman living in her purpose. And I'm going to just give you the key. I'm going to give you the answer right in the beginning of this lesson. The intersection between passion and purpose. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? I don't know. I don't know if you're ready. Are you ready? I don't know if you're ready. The intersection between passion and purpose is you. I just gave it away. All right, good. Okay, lesson's over. <laughs> it's you. And in this lesson, we're going to now talk about 
qualities, ways of being, attributes, characteristics that will make up you to your wholeness and your fullness and allow you to live more in your passion and ultimately in your purpose. Who's ready for that? Let me know if you're ready for that. Beautiful, beautiful, let's do it. And the quote that I mentioned earlier, to be honest, I don't know who it's by. So if you find who it's by, or if I find who it's by, I will make sure to put it in the show notes because I wanna give them credit, but I actually don't know who it's by. I'm not sure if it's anonymous or if it is by someone. So I will make sure to put that in the show notes if I have it, or if you find it, please let me know. So I have one more quote and I do know who this is by. If you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion. For your passion will lead you right to your purpose. And that is by T.D. Jakes. The first P that we're going to be talking about is passion. I am a firm believer, and since I started teaching this work, I, this has been one of my main principles that I've taught. In fact, this is what I used to primarily teach. Passion will always guide you to your purpose. Y'all, if you told me 10 years ago that I would be teaching to women virtually, leading retreats internationally and nationally, getting paid to empower women to heal and awaken and create epic, epic, passionate, purposeful lives, I would say, okay, what's like, how, who, who, what, when, where, why, how? When I was leading retreats full time and I called myself an adventure guide, you can't find that title in a college course catalog. It's made up. And how I ended up doing what I'm doing now, I didn't like wake up and say, okay, that's what I wanna do with my life. For some people, that is how it happens. And that's beautiful. But what I've seen more often than not is it doesn't happen that way. And I think that's where we get really stuck because one of the big questions in being human on this planet is what is my purpose? Why am I here? What's the point of all of this? And I'm a firm believer that we were given the faculties of taste and touch and, and smell and sensory, such a sensual and sensory based experience so that we can live the fullness of life, which we're gonna talk about even more in a moment. But I think what happens is we get so caught up on What's my purpose? What am I gonna do? Ba -da -da -ba -ba. The end result, the end result, the end result, but what's my purpose? But I'm not living in my purpose, but this isn't my purpose. Oh my God, my purpose. That we're actually not living our life. And in other words, you're missing the whole damn point. You see, when I actually started living my life, that is when my purpose became clear. That is when the puzzle pieces started fitting together. 
that is when I started feeling more whole, more full. Ultimately, before I knew it, I was living in my purpose. So before we talk about purpose, we must first talk about passion. What are you passionate about? Now, if you're newer to this work, you maybe have never asked yourself that question. And if you've been doing this work for a while, my guess would be you asked yourself this question in the very beginning. But I think what happens when we're on this path for a while, we do what humans do, even in an awakened sense. We start to overcomplicate it and we think that it needs to be so much more complex and so much more complicated than it actually is. And so then when you ask yourself the question, what is my passion? It's like, well, I know what my passion is. I've already been there, done that. Well, when was the last time you actually played in your passion freely? Prioritizing it like it's the most important job that you have. And my fire's coming out, y'all, solar plexus. Like, this is my chakra, all right? <laughs> Prioritizing it like it's the most important job that you have. So to be honest, I don't really care how much you've had this conversation. My question is, what's your level of embodiment around it? That's my question. So we'll start with, what are you passionate about? And now is a perfect time to start writing. What lights you up the most? What sets your soul on fire? And another question could be, what do you really care about? And I want you to take some time to really ask yourself these questions, not from a place of, oh, I know what my passions are, but asking yourself like you've never asked yourself before. And immediately, once you write down a few passions that are coming through, Asking yourself the question, when was the last time that I participated in this passion? If ever. When we are regularly playing in our passions, we are regularly coming alive. There's something that activates within us. Energy is flowing, prana is flowing. We feel more alive, we feel more vital, which is another quality of the solar plexus, is vitality, like a fullness and wholeness of life. I have unlimited energy, I'm ready to roll, the fire's burning. And when we are not regularly playing in our passions, life starts becoming a little foggy life starts becoming a little more dense, a little heavier. And let me know if you've ever experienced that. 
like when you're regularly adventuring, when you're regularly spending time in nature, or maybe you love to dance, or maybe you love to participate in art, whatever it is for you. Don't you notice that you start viewing your life and the world around you through rose-colored glasses versus the autopilot, mundane, okay, this is my life type of glasses? What is it going to take for you to prioritize your play, your passions, like it's your most important job? Because the truth is, if you did, you would be different. Your life would be different. Your relationships would be different. Your experience of life would be different. Taking just a few more moments to write all of this down. And we're immediately gonna go into the next P, which is pleasure. Pretty much building upon passion. Now, when I'm speaking to pleasure, absolutely this can be sexual pleasure. Absolutely this can be self-pleasure. But I also want to expand the word. When I'm talking about pleasure, I'm talking about unlocked joy. I'm also talking about passion. I'm talking about feeling so damn good. And that includes whatever way in a healthy sense you experience pleasure. So anything goes here. And now I'm gonna go into the teaching around pleasure. And this is just a micro, micro dose, okay? I have many, many opportunities to work with me. I have many, many containers and an online membership where we go much deeper into all of this. Right now you're just getting a micro dose. So enjoy your trip. <laughs> and I wanna talk about a concept that's actually broken down inside the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I'm actually gonna quote just one couple sentences from that book in just a moment. But first I wanna introduce the topic because I think this is really important when it comes to all of these, but especially when it comes to pleasure, joy, passion, and happiness. Each one of us as a human being has an internal thermostat. So I want you to think of just like a thermostat in your house that controls the temperature, you have an internal thermostat of comfort. Everybody's is a little bit different. And the set point, your comfort zone, in other words, has been determined by your lived experiences, your conditioning, where you grow up, any trauma you experienced, ultimately your lived experience, and I would even say also your generational, what's encoded in your DNA and potentially even past lives. But for this conversation, we'll just keep it to this life. And just like the thermostat in your house, if you set it to 72 degrees, no matter what the outside temperature is, let's say, it's really hot outside. That thermometer, that system is going to do everything it can. It's probably going to work in overtime, but it's going to do everything it can to keep the internal temperature at 72 degrees. Maybe it's 
close to that outside, it's not going to have to work as hard, but regardless, it's going to do everything it can to regulate the temperature. Maybe the temperature goes up or down a little bit, but it's only a matter of time before that set point wins and you are back at the 72 degrees. The same thing happens with your internal system. You have a set point. And like I said, everybody's is different. We're talking about yours. And if you experience, let's say you experience, you go on a trip and you're traveling and you're experiencing joy and you're stepping out of your comfort zone and it's scary, but it's also so much fun and you just haven't had this much fun in so long. And you come back from the trip and you're high on life and you're feeling good and then something always seems to happen, doesn't it? That just takes you out or brings you down. This will also show up, sometimes you'll have a really amazing date with your, with your partner or you have a really good evening or a really great weekend. And you're like, wow, we're doing really well. And you're just appreciative and you're experiencing joy. And once again, you kind of feel high on life. And then boom, he says something. Boom, she says something. And then it feels like you just went from being really, really good and the pendulum's now swinging to the complete other side. And if anything, you feel like you're lower than low. Let me know if you have experienced that before. This is your internal thermostat at play. You have your set point and you just experience pleasure. You just experience joy and you're in it and you're experiencing it. And instead of being able to hold it and stabilize it and maintain it, it's only a matter of time until your system does what your systems do. Y'all, our bodies are incredible. They are designed on a physiological level and even an energetic level and an emotional level to maintain homeostasis at all costs, at all costs, other than to the vital organs. Those, those will stay until the very, very end. And so your set point stabilizes and then boom, you're not necessarily back to the set point, but just like the thermostat, it's going to work extra harder, blow cold air, blow cold air, blow cold air. So if anything, sometimes you go down and then you come back to the set point. Let me know if this is landing. And so if it feels like every time you experience joy or peace or a good moment, it feels like the question becomes, when is the shoe going to drop? This is too good to be true. Something's off here. That tells me that you've experienced trauma in your life. That tells me that you've experienced something in your life where it wasn't fully safe to be joyful. There was always a limit. There was always a cap. You always had to look over your shoulder. It was always short-lived. And so your system, when it experiences joy, it's actually foreign. It's more foreign to experience joy and stay in joy than it is to experience stress, chaos, drama, 
And this is where I'm going to bring in the quote from The Big Leap. And this is a beautiful read if you're in a space of wanting to really overcome fear and continue to take steps in and towards your purpose. Gay Hendricks says, each of us has an internal thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our internal thermostat setting, we will often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. That's ultimately what it's about, what feels safe. And even though it sounds crazy on the outside, for some of us, chaos, drama, and the struggle is actually more safe than ease, peace, and joy. This is where you get to go next in your journey, if any of this is resonating. I want, like, I truly invite you and I want you to take this on as if it's the only thing you're focusing on going forward. This will continue to show up for the rest of your days if it's not addressed. And I'm, I'm sharing that from personal experience. What we get to do from here is we get to practice holding joy, success, love, peace, ease. You maybe even have been in a relationship where you're like constantly asking for your partner to compliment you or you're, you're almost having to demand the love. But then when the love comes, you reject it and you catch yourself. You're like, why did I just freaking do that? This is what I wanted, but now I'm rejecting it. Your system rejects it. Okay, that, that's way, that's too much. That's outside my internal set point. We sabotage it to go back to what feels more normal, to what feels more secure. Now, this kind of is like, dang, this is like doom and gloom. There's good news. The good news is that your internal set point is not permanent. It can change. It can increase. And that's your work. That right now is your purpose. That's your mission. Make it your mission. And I'm going to give just a couple examples of how you can actually put this into practice. But first, it's important that you ask yourself the questions, do you experience pleasure? Do you even experience pleasure? What's your relationship with pleasure? Do you shut it out? Do you sabotage it? Do you not even allow yourself to go there? Do you feel like you have to earn it? You have to earn rest. You have to earn play. Does it feel safe or does it feel uncomfortable? Once again, none of these answers are wrong, but it's important that we're honest. What is your internal set point? Start noticing for yourself. And what I want you to focus on from here, what I would really have you do is practice holding it. And what I mean by that is maybe you go on a trip, maybe you experience joy, maybe you have a beautiful weekend. I want you to really turn up the dial. I want you to increase your awareness and start noticing the pattern. You'll start becoming aware of, oh, this is my, this is what I do. I go in and now I sabotage 
or I get, I end up sleeping way longer than I needed to just because that's my system coming down or maybe I get sick I want you to start noticing what happens just start like documenting the timeline what precedes this what happens here and I want you to in real time this is going to take your not only your awareness but your responsibility and accountability for yourself Mama ain't holding your hand. I'm not holding your hand in these moments. I'm here rooting you on, but I don't live with you. I don't live with you. So it's going to take radical responsibility and radical accountability. I'm going to give you an example. Maybe you're in a moment with your partner and you notice that he or she gives you a compliment, what you ultimately want. And your automatic reaction is to deny the compliment, to tear it down, to reject it in whatever way that looks like for you. Instead of doing that, internally beating yourself up and then moving on and then noticing your whole energy change, noticing your whole emotion change, in real time, make it fun, y'all. I literally will be like, oh, rewind, rewind, VHS, old school rewind okay I realize you just complimented me and I rejected it can we do that again make it fun and more likely than not your partner will play along and they'll repeat what they said and then you'll say you know what thank you and take a deep breath breathe it in Notice the sensations that are arising. Practice holding that in your body. Maybe you go to a yoga class and you just feel really, really good. And you're like, dang, I just feel so good. On your drive home from the yoga studio, practice holding it deep in the breath. Observe the body. Maybe... In the past, on your drive home, you feel your energy kind of drop and then you get home and something frustrates you and then you just let that whole yoga high go out the window. Practice holding it for one more minute, three more minutes, five more minutes. And with consistency, key, and over time, key, you will rewrite and you will reset and you will increase your internal set point to be able to hold more pleasure so that when the, the high vibes, the good feelings, the love, the peace, the joy comes, it's like, oh yeah, I act, I'm actually familiar with this. This is my normal. You are rewriting in your system what is normal for you. Practice holding. And it's going to take your awareness your accountability, and your responsibility for yourself. I could go into so much more around this topic, but I want to keep moving through. And that brings me, through, brings me to the next point, which is your power. And this actually, it just beautifully feeds in from what we're speaking to now. First question is, what is your relationship to power in general? Do you immediately think of masculine in their power control? It's really, really, really important that you take a moment to dissect what your current relationship to the word and the essence of power is. Because the truth is, 
is if you associate power with control, if you associate power with masculine energy, if you associate power really with bad, you will never own your full power because you believe it's bad. You don't want you, you genuinely don't want to control anyone. So you won't even allow yourself to be powerful. This is a breakthrough for someone. So it's important that you highlight what's your current relationship with power. And then we're going to go a little bit deeper and focus on how to shift that relationship with power to where it's one that is whole and clean and pure. One, something I see so frequently with the women I work with and just with women in general is there's various ways and different things we do, things we say yes to, things we say no to, that ultimately are what I call energy leaks. Or in other words, we're leaking our power. And this can show up in so many ways, but to bring it back to our previous point with the internal set point, it's one way that we sabotage joy. It's one way that we sabotage success. It's one way that we sabotage the love that's being given to us. So beginning to ask yourself the question, where are the energy leaks in, in your life? And if you're like, okay, hold up, what's an energy leak? Where in your life, when you think about someone or something, does it feel more exhausting than life-giving? And, on, and you might get honest with yourself and be like, honestly, everywhere. Cool. Let's get to work. Or maybe you notice, oh, damn, in this relationship. Oh, in my negative self-talk with myself. Oh, in my eating. Oh, in how I keep my house. Oh, in my inbox, my mail inbox being too full. Oh, in... And insert for yourself where you're experiencing energy leaks in your life. If there's something that is constantly in the back of your mind and it constantly gets put on the back burner, but it's taking up real estate in your body, in your mind, in your heart, it's an energy leak. If there's a relationship, a way of being, an interaction, or a place that sucks your energy, ultimately that's your power. Your life force, your prana is your power. So if it's being sucked or leaking in some way, you are draining your power. And to take it even further, there may be a relationship you're just straight up handing over your power your sovereignty, your voice, your uniqueness, your fire, your vitality. Once again, this is, this power is ultimate solar plexus chakra. Where do you leak your power? And if you need to, start making a list. Maybe you go into an avoidance pattern and you find yourself, you say you're going to do something, and then when it comes time to doing it, you do everything else but that. That's an energy leak. 
plus you're breaking trust with yourself. Maybe you say you're going to meet up with someone, but you're constantly late and we all, we're human, we can be late from time to time, but if it becomes this dance of like chaos and stress and having, okay, now I have to text the person and now I'm running out of gas and then I never fill up my gas tank and I'm always running on E, it, it, it's, it's an energy leak, it's drama. For us to truly be liberated, for us to be in our power, some of these very unconscious, it doesn't seem like a big deal, right? It's like, and, and I'm using the gas as an example that I, I remember when I first realized how much added drama this caused in my life. Always being on E and seeing how far I could push it. Like I used to brag about how far I could push it on E before I had to get gas, but guess what was happening? It was always in the back of my mind. I need to get gas. Mm -hmm. And then there was this low level of like stress in my body, my energy, my power. I'm like, well, I need to get gas. Okay, well, it's too expensive. Drama, pay the five cents more a gallon. And that's gonna have me sound very privileged. I totally understand. And I've been in the position where five cents a gallon seems like that's gonna make or break the bank. But this is where you get to be honest in your own life and really look at, is the five cents a gallon? Like, is that worth all of this? Driving two miles out of the way on Eve, stressing out about getting gas. Now I'm late. This is what we get to clean up. Because when we're leaking energy, we're leaking our power. So I want you to start listing out all the ways that you leak your power and start uncovering the unconscious ways of being. Like I really envision, it's like this low hum. And if I were to sit next to you, imagine that I'm in your room with you and I were to go, mm, 24 seven, after a while, it'd be like, shut the freak up. <laughs> the inbox that you keep saying you're going to clean up, this constantly being late, constantly canceling, all the bags that you carry, whatever it is, I want you to look for yourself. Where are the leaks? And don't just change them because I said so. You then get to ask, does this really matter to me? Is this worth changing? Because you might uncover some and it's like, you know, I don't really need to focus on that right now. It's more energy to fix it than it is to just allow it to happen. You get to decide that. You're a sovereign being. But my guess is when you start listing these out and you start really uncovering these unconscious hums that you allow to play out, what's underneath that hum is chaos, insecurity, scarcity, lack, drama, protection, survival. I think you get the point. 
ultimately not the foundation that you want to build your liberated life on. Clean it up, clean it up. Maybe you need to have a conversation with someone. Maybe you need to set a new boundary. Maybe you need to clean up a room or a closet. Maybe you need to move. You get to decide that. We're gonna keep flowing, last two. I mentioned scarcity and that brings us into prosperity. Now, money conversations are extremely layered and we don't have time to go into every single layer. But what I was just speaking to beautifully sets us up for this conversation around money and for prosperity. When I say prosperity, yes, I'm speaking to cash, but I'm also speaking to a characteristic. I'm speaking to a way of feeling. I'm speaking to a way of being. Do you feel prosperous? Do you ever even consider yourself prosperous? Do you exude energy that's from lack and scarcity, despite if that's your reality? Or do you exude energy that's prosperous, that's rich, that's full, that's life-giving? The intersection, as I mentioned, between passion and purpose is you. It's you in your fullness. It's you in your wholeness. It's you vital. It's you prosperous. And what I'm going to leave you with around this point specifically is ultimately when it comes to money and you, it's a relationship. And typically we don't view money in that way. It's like, I need to get money so I can get the things, I can pay the bills, I'd like to have more of it. It's this thing that we go get. But I want you to look to money right now for just a moment through the lens of this is a relationship in your life. And I'm gonna present this question now and I really want you to take some time to ponder and to sit with and to really listen to the answer and even write out the answer. Instead of you determining what your relationship is, why don't you ask money? I could tell you my relationship with my partner and then if you asked him, he'd have a completely different answer. We'd have some similarities, I'm sure, but he would have a different answer. So you're going to ask money. What is it like being in relationship with me? And you're going to listen. And you're going to write down what money says. You will get an answer. You might uncover that money says, it's honestly like a one night stand. Like you hit me up when you want me. You don't spend time with me. And then whenever you're, whenever you're done with me, you're done with me and you don't check in with me. You don't 
organize me. You don't resource me. You don't take care of me. You may get an answer that it's like, I feel like I don't have a relationship with you. You, you never check in on me. You never spend intimate time with me. You don't set me up for success. Whatever the answer that you get is, what I want you to also zoom out and see is, is there a correlation with your relationship with money and other relationships, specifically more intimate relationships in your life? Is there a push-pull? Is there a shame? Is there a sabotage? Start making that connection. And from this moment forward, begin to view money through the lens of I'm in a relationship with money. If I truly want to live in my purpose and impact the souls that I'm here to impact and make a difference that I want to make, y'all, it takes money. And not only does it take physical cash, it takes me coming from the energy and being in a state of prosperity, abundance richness, wholeness, and fullness. And if I can't sit safely in the presence of money or in the conversation of money, or if I can't look at my bank account, if I can't be responsible with my finances, that's where I get to go next. Nothing wrong, no shame, but that's where I get to go next. Because guess what? More money does not equal more problems. More money equals more you. And it's going to highlight and uncover and show you where you get to go next in your relationship. Let me know if this is landing. Let me know if you're having a breakthrough here. And I'll circle back to the questions at the end. The final P. Any guesses, any guesses, purpose, purpose, the big word purpose. What I want you to do, maybe you feel like you are already living in your purpose. Beautiful. Maybe you feel like you're getting a taste of it. You're closer than you've ever been. Freaking, I love that place. It's such an exciting place to be. Maybe you feel really, really far away from your purpose, but you desire to live in your purpose so badly. No matter where you are, I invite you into this activity. Because the thing is, I can talk to you about purpose all day long, but it's going to be so, and I'm going to say soul, unique to each and every one of you. Which is why I want you to take pen to paper and I want you to write out, and maybe this takes a little bit of meditation, wait until you're dropped in. I want you to write out your ideal day from waking up, breakfast, is it delivered? Are you living by the ocean? Who's living with you? What are you wearing? Do you then go to the gym or do you meditate? Do you go to work? Do you not? Like, what is your most ideal day? And not just from the lens of what do you have, of course, write that down, 
but what are you doing? How are you spending your time? How are you fulfilling or being fulfilled? And most importantly, how do you feel? Because the truth is you can be doing something that you love, but if your day, if your day today, today, today isn't in your most highest alignment, you're always going to be at war with yourself. I know people that are doing something that they love, like their trade or their job, they actually love it. But their experience of life, they don't really love. They're either not living in the location they want to live in, they're not experiencing life in the way that they want to experience life. So write out your most ideal day, even if it feels so far out of reach, especially if it feels far out of reach, write it down, write it down, write it down. Morning to night, what are you doing? How are you feeling? And this is part of your soul work. And once again, I'm going to encourage you to download the PDF. All of these questions are on there. And not only are there questions for each one of the P's that I went into, but there's also an action. We're going to get you on the court of your life. We're going to get you into action, integration to embody, integration to embody. And the action for purpose is to write out your ideal day first and foremost, but wait, there's more. You're then going to on a daily basis, y'all, this is your daily practice. You are going to visualize in your own meditation and literally walk through your most ideal day, seeing yourself wake up. Are you wearing a white cashmere? Like, what are you wearing? Are you wearing white cashmere, white silk pajamas? You wake up. Do you see the ocean? Do you see the love of your life? Do you have a child? What do you see? What do you smell? What do you experience? Go hour by hour throughout your entire day, allowing, which then circles back, y'all, to pleasure. You're going to see how this is all going to come together as I promised. This is also where you get to practice holding pleasure, joy, success, love, seeing yourself in your passions, experiencing pleasure, no energy leaks, completely in your power, fully prosperous, in your purpose, and free. And you're going to do this every single day. And I promise you, if you are regularly playing in your passions, if you are cleaning up energy leaks, if you are increasing your internal set point, if you are healing and focusing on your relationship with money, and you are on a regular basis tapping into the feeling and the energy and the essence of your ideal day and how you desire to experience life, I promise you, you will be living in your purpose. It's only a matter of time. And the best part is you really aren't having to wait because you're still getting to experience the energy, the essence of it, even if it hasn't fully materialized. That's the key. 
for it to fully materialize, your body has to be able to hold it. If you have all these energy leaks and you sabotage a compliment, but you want this to be your purpose, there's a disconnect. So this is the work right here. If you focus on these five Ps, you will absolutely be living in your purpose. You will be whole, you will be full, you will be vital, you will have a completely balanced monoferna chakra, solar plexus. Oh my goodness, what a powerful lesson and session of all things Manapurna, solar plexus chakra, the intersection of your passion and your purpose, becoming a whole woman. If you are on the podcast episode, make sure that you head to the show notes and opt in for the launch summit so that you can receive the PDF copy of all that we talked about here with all of the questions to support you as you dive deeper on your journey, as well as receive video content for all of these episodes from the Liberation Initiation. It is truly such an honor to walk this journey with you. And for now, I will see you on the other side. Namaste.